0: In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you, we praise you, we adore you, we glorify you, and we thank you for the gift of this Mass, the gift of this time to come before you and to give you our hearts. Lord, I ask that you take our hearts in this Mass and that you transform them and help us to leave here with a deeper desire to love you and to love those that you have given us in our lives. I ask this grace upon all of us. I ask that you bless all of our loved ones, especially those who have passed away, those who are no longer here with us. We ask your blessing upon their souls. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. So imagine sitting in your bedroom, or maybe in your home, a place where you might pray in your own house. And let's say you're praying in your home, and on this particular day, as you're praying, the ceiling breaks open, God appears in your house, and He comes to you, the Lord comes to you, and He's standing in front of you. And the Lord has in His hands either five million dollars or a 15,000 square foot house on the lake with an infinity pool, okay? So imagine God doing that, standing there in front of you with these things. Raise your hand if you would choose the, the $5 million. Don't be embarrassed. You can raise your hand in church. It's okay. Raise your hand if you choose the 15,000 square foot house on the lake. And the rest of you, what? You're going to be homeless? I'm confused, okay? Okay. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, I think we can think and decide which is the best decision. Whether it's that $5 million, whether it's that 15,000 square foot house. And what is the better decision? But the best decision that God had in front of us is not the money, is not the home, it's God Himself. God is the best choice. God is the better decision. And that's what we need to understand. That's what we need to believe. Because the truth is, and the Bible tells us this, if we do not know God, we do not know love. We cannot love unless we know God. Because God is the author of love. God is love itself And until I know God, that's when I'm able to truly love. St. Paul says a very beautiful verse that I've been praying with this week. He says, Let your love be genuine, which means let your love be real, let your love be full, let your love come fully from your heart. It's very easy in our lives for our love to be cheap, for our love to be fake, for our love to be surfacy. But God is saying, I want your love to be genuine. I want your love to be real. That's what God wants for us. Now, just imagine for a second how good we as Chaldeans, how good in our community we are at pointing out someone who's fake, right? We're very good at that. We know when someone is fake. We can sniff them, we can smell them, we can see them. We know who's fake. Imagine how much more God knows that. Not just of people who talk behind our backs, or people who stab us in the back, or people who are out to get us. Imagine how much God knows whether our love for Him is real or whether our love for Him is just fake. It's cheap. Our love for God needs to be so real, it needs to be what Mother Teresa says. She says, in order for love to be real, it has to cost us something. She says, in order for love to be real, love has to hurt. And the last thing she says is, in order for love to be real, it has to empty us of something. And not anything. It has to empty us of our self. Our very self. That's real love. And when we think about real love, we can just very easily look at Jesus on the cross. That is real love. That is genuine love. That is love that's given completely. And so I was praying again this week about specifically how men and how women can just love more. How is God challenging us as men, as women, to just love more? So first, for the men. I think one of the first ways that we as men can love more is to love through commitment, to love through responsibility. The reason why there are so many women in their 30s and in their 40s who are single is because men do not want to commit. Men do not want to accept responsibility. That's why there are so many single women in our community. Because we lack that commitment. We lack that responsibility. And I'm sorry to be very blunt here, but women, you are giving men everything they want. You're giving them every single thing they want. They're comfortable. They don't have to pay bills. They don't have to worry about children. They don't have to worry about a house or a family. So if you think they're ever going to marry you when you're giving them everything, what do you think is happening? There's no commitment there. There's no responsibility there. Guard your body. Guard your dignity. Guard yourself. And men, we need to accept this responsibility and this commitment because in life, we just expect things to come easy. We expect things to be comfortable. But life is not about being easy and comfortable. We know that. Life is about giving commitment and responsibility. And if you're already a part of a family, if you're already a husband, your first commitment is to God. Your second commitment is to your wife. Your third commitment is to your family. If work or money comes before any of those things, get ready for your family to be destroyed. God, your spouse, your kids, that is what commitment is about. That is what responsibility is about. The second thing for men is we need to, as men, we need to show love. We're very good as men at at putting a front up. I'm a tough guy. I don't have feelings. I don't have emotions. I don't cry. And we don't want to show love because we think showing love as a man is weak. That's what the women do. My wife can show the love. The woman can show the love. No. Men need to show love. I'll never forget, as a kid, my mom would always drop us off to school, and before getting down from the car, we would give my mom a kiss before leaving the car. And we were very little, I was probably in middle school at this time. And I remember my mom turning to me and she said, "Brony, don't forget this when you're older. Don't stop this when you're older. Why? Because when we're little, it's easy for us to, to hug our parents, To kiss our parents. But then when we're older, it's not cool anymore to hug and kiss your parents, right? It's not cool. That's for babies. That is the biggest lie. Our parents need our love too. Our parents need to be shown love. We forget how much they do, how much they sacrifice, how much they give. And when we get older, we forget how to love them and to show that love. The third thing for men is, in order for you to show more love, you need to practice your faith. Commitment and responsibility, showing your love, showing your faith. Again, faith for men is, well, my wife prays, she's going to get me to heaven, okay? She goes to church, she goes to adoration, she'll get me there. You are one flesh. When you stood at the altar, God made you one. Marriage is not one-sided. It's not just she does this and I do that. You are one. That means both of you have to show your faith. Both of you have to practice your love for God. So, now woman, right? Let's get to the woman part. I don't want you to be offended. I love you guys very much. But I think one thing with women is be content and be satisfied. You can show more love by showing us that you are satisfied with life. That you are okay with life. I'm going to use something that I got from Father Patrick, so you can't hate me for this, okay? I asked Father Patrick about this and he told me that he has four C's for women. He said, stop complaining, stop comparing, stop competing, and stop criticizing. Stop complaining, comparing, competing, and criticizing. And if you want to stop these things, get rid of your social media, okay? Get rid of your Instagram, your Snapchat, your Facebook, because social media will ruin you as a woman. God has made you so wonderfully... God has made you so beautiful. And the more you look and compare and criticize and compete and complain, the more you forget who God has made you to be. The more you will look at all these other women and forget how beautiful, how amazing, how wonderful you are as a daughter of God. And so when I say be content and be satisfied, what I'm saying is love yourself. Be proud of yourself as a woman. Love who God has made you to be. And the second thing for women is don't be afraid to be fully Catholic. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to stand up for your faith. Don't be afraid when you're sitting with a group of women and everyone is gossiping to say, hey guys, let's change the subject. Don't be afraid to be proud of your faith. To show that faith To others, to your friends, to your family. I want to conclude with this. If we do not know God, again, we don't know love. The Eucharist is literally the flame of love. When I sit with the Eucharist, what's happening is God is giving me more and more fire to love just like Him. If you've ever sat in front of the Eucharist for an hour, you know what I'm talking about. Jesus gives you something when you sit with him. Jesus fills you with his love. You leave that chapel, you leave that church different. So I want to challenge us to do two things today and this week, to really take this week and to take this challenge. The first, go to adoration. Go to a chapel this week and sit with Jesus. Come to our chapel, go to St. Joseph, Holy Martyrs, whatever church it is, go and sit in the chapel. And I want you to pray about this one very important question. Who in your life is the most difficult person for you to handle? Who in your life is the most difficult person to love? Pray about that question. And I want you to ask Jesus as you're sitting before Him, Lord, how can I show love to this person? And when you leave that chapel, do it. Show it. I don't want you to be thinking of your friends, your neighbor, the person at Whole Foods that rings up your groceries. Think of your family. Think of the people you live with. The people you see every single day. Because our temptation, when we hear something like, oh, let's love one another, or let's show love, it's very easy for us to go to our friends, go to our circles, and show love to our friends. Well, newsflash, your friends are not going to be at your deathbed. Your family is going to be at your deathbed. Your family will be there. How can you love your family more? So many of us, we give our love to our friends. We go out with them, we're happy, we're laughing. And then when we enter our homes, it's like a switch flips and we become a demon to everyone living in our house. Why does everyone get our love and why does everyone else get our attention? But then with our own family, they get our sloppy seconds. They get our leftover love, our cheap love. Jesus wants our love to be genuine and real. So how is He challenging you and me To show that love to the own people we live with. The Bible says, How can you say that you love God who you can't see when you can't even love your brother who you see, who's right in front of you? And I'll close and end with this. I don't want you to go home today or get in your cars and you turn to your kids or you turn to your wife or your husband. Did you hear what Abuna said? (laughs) Did you listen? Why? Because there was a priest in seminary. He would always tell us, he said, when you point your finger at someone, he says, remember, you have three fingers pointing back at you. So don't point your fingers until you have fixed yourself first. So before criticizing everyone else, Before telling everyone else what they need to do, you better pray, get on your knees, and ask God what I need to do, what you need to do first. Show love before you go and criticize and tell others what they need to do and how they need to show love. Let's pray in this Mass. As we receive the Eucharist, when we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, that flame is coming inside. Let's not let that flame die out when we just walk out of this church and do everything else. Let's let that flame burn and really pray for that difficult person that we need to show love to this week. Amen.